Hello, darling. Hi. Hello, Hi. everybody. We're Hi. back. We are back. We just recorded, but I'm leaving for a trip. So we're like back to back recording. Yeah. Courtney, tell us, you were just telling me off air that you were stressed. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I for sure procrastinate a little bit. And of course I have to go to the Miami airport today at four and I Why? have like some clothes laid out because my, my flight, we're flying out of Miami. I thought you were leaving on Tuesday. No, girl. You're leaving to- today. Today. No. <laughs> so me and Bella are recording now because I'm going to be gone for like 10 days. I'm going to Dubai and then I'm going to India. So by the time this comes out, I think I'll just be getting back. Um, But yeah, so I have like stuff everywhere. Like I, I'm like laying out stuff and I'm like, do I want to bring this? Do I not? You know, just like one of those. But it's okay. Well, you guys are lucky and I'm very thankful. I'm sure we're all thankful that you're doing this on the day that you're literally flying across the world. That's okay. It's it's not I mean, it's only 11:40. We have time and we're what are we even talking about today, Mel? Like girly chat? Yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit selfishly. Yeah. Ab- about like um tracking your cycle and yes. not getting pregnant. While not using birth control, like yeah. things like this. Yeah. And uh, it's a little bit selfish, and I'll share with everyone, because I've actually had an IUD in, a non-hormonal copper IUD in for 10 years. Yeah. So when I was 23, I got my IUD put in. Um, and I'll give a little bit of a backstory. I actually tried the birth control pill when I first um, started having sex. And I was like awful at compliance. I couldn't remember to take a pill every day. Yeah. That's a lot of people's problem, I feel. Like well, they I just feel, forget. And I and feel like you're, you're so young. Like I was in high school. Like I wasn't the most responsible teenager, to be honest. And I feel like it's it's like a lot riding on a young kid remembering to do that. Yeah. Um, so I ended up trying, it was like an injection. Oh yeah. 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 I yeah. think it was called Depo Provera. Okay. So I had to go every three weeks to get an injection and that, oh, it's so funny when you're young, like now I would do so much research. I would never put anything in my body without like actually understanding and knowing the mechanisms and what's happening. Yeah. And when I was like young, what I- what the injection even is. Like, yeah. is it a bunch of like hormones? Like what no is it idea. suppressing? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And when you're young, you kind of just like listen to your parents or your doctor and you're, I mean- I think now because the internet is so like accessible and there's so much information out there, it's different. But when I like 15 years ago, it was not like that for me. Um, So I don't know what this shot was. I'm assuming it's some form of hormones um, that I was taking. And I'm not even kidding you. I've always been a pretty like level-headed girl. Like I've never really like had PMS or like been – like, yeah. I don't know. I've always yeah. been pretty chill. I went psychotic. Yeah. 
I did not feel like myself. I was so paranoid. I was so insecure. I remember fighting so much with my boyfriend at the time. I would cry at yeah. nothing. And like that wasn't like me at all. It was really, really scary. You feel like not in control at all. That, like that's how I things felt. just set you off and you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on? And mm-hmm. it's super out of control. Yeah. Well, and I I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it. I just remember my boyfriend at the time being like, you're fucking psycho and like not being supportive at all. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even correlate that for a little bit. And then finally I put the two together and I was like, I can't feel like this. No. So um, I stopped that immediately. I think I only had one injection because I immediately felt like a different human. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I really was hesitant to take any sort of like hormonal birth control because I didn't want to go through that again. Yeah. So that's when I I didn't end up staying with that person. And then when I got into a relationship with Ian, I kind of was like, okay, we need some more serious like long-term birth control options. And that's when I decided to get the copper IUD put in, which again, I didn't really do very much research. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you honestly know more about it than me because you were telling me when I was having those hormonal issues two yeah. years ago, Yeah, you said something about my IUD and I was like, no, no, it's non-hormonal. Yeah. And yeah. you said that you had someone or knew someone or something that had done research because she had one too. And because it is affecting your like uterus and your yeah. cervix, it is yes. going to affect those hormones. Uh, totally. And I think that's something that people don't understand. Like anything in your body is going to alter it some way, right? Like you having a horm- non-hormonal IUD, like it's still something that's stopping the natural process of a woman g- getting pregnant, right? Like every month, like there is something going on. And granted, I don't know a ton of research. I do know that the um, non-hormonal copper IUD is like one of the best forms of birth control if you're going to use it because the pills, the injections, I have never taken it, but I follow a ton of like holistic doctors, naturopaths, regular like uh, MDs, uh, gynecologists, and they just say that Time and place for sure, and you have mm-hmm. to do your research, mm-hmm. but it can cause a lot of issues for women, mm-hmm. like a lot of issues. And then it's it's kind of like this effect where, like how you felt with the injection, then it starts to like affect your mood and you're crying for no reason. And then they're like, you go to, back to the doctor and they're like, oh, well, now you maybe you're, you know, you have depression or anxiety. So here's this like SSRI or here's you know, this, and I want to put a disclaimer, you guys, I am not talking against the medical field. I think time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. I think they are, if you need Mm -hmm. it, totally. Like Mm -hmm. I am not bashing like Western medicine here at all. I just think a lot of women are uninformed when it comes to their cycle, their cycle, birth control, what your body's even doing. Like Mm -hmm. for me, even I literally thought it was like, okay, you bleed. And then you ovulate. That's it. But there's like four phases of your cycle. And during each phase, like different things are happening. And yeah, so I started to get into a lot of 
research, I guess, of my own of like learning about the different phases of your menstrual cycle. Yeah, I feel like your one of your um, strengths is that you maybe it's because of what you've been through with yeah. your health. Yeah, you really and it's 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 rare that someone has the patience or the like gusto to even do that amount of research, which is crazy because it's our bodies, but you really look into everything that you put on your skin, put in your body, like anything like that. And I, like, I totally agree with you. I think birth control, probably some, someone will probably watch this and be like, well, I've been on birth control for 10 years and I feel great. And I totally understand that's fine. Um, but I think the thing is here that if you know that there's a potential that your quality of life or your mood could be affected when you start this, then you'll be aware if it does that that could be the cause and you don't feel so lost and scared when this change is happening and you're not sure why. Yeah. And even this also goes for women also coming off the pill Mm -hmm. because I know when women come off the pill, they start to experience all of these hormonal symptoms like their gut goes out of whack, their skin flares up, they're breaking out, the the mood because you're because you've been like suppressing your natural, I guess, cycle and like what your body wants to do every month with yeah. the pill, which isn't, yeah. I mean, preventative. Yes, like if that's what you're you what you want to do, like uh, by all means. So when you come off of it, now your body's like trying to regulate, and it's like what is happening, what's going on, um. And, well, and sometimes it'll it'll overcorrect too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it does always want to return to our natural state, totally. But it's not like this. Like it, it I feel like there's a lot of overcorrection sometimes, and it's like you said. Like so, I I heard someone the other day say that they came off the pill and they lost a bunch of weight and now they can't yeah. put weight back on. Wow. And I've wow. never heard that before. I've heard a lot of weight gain, weight gain coming on and off, but she cannot uh keep weight on and I'm it's like that's mm. kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, I it can it's just it's just something that's altering the natural state again. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to like think of like what it's doing to you. And then when you come off of it, or even when you come off of it to try to, you know, get pregnant, like, what does that look like? So hopefully like, if you're listening to this and you're on birth control, this is not to scare you. This is not to be like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. I think it's super beneficial, but just to be aware, like you are Mel, like, I don't want to share too much of your personal, uh, you know, business here, but. Oh no, we can talk about it because that, that was scaring me for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like you had this in for a decade, which is mm-hmm. in like that's a long time to, which, to like, listen think about it. I want to share too, you guys. Um, I, from what I've been looking at, it's it's not really agreed upon that it should be in for that long. Some people say because it's non hormonal, it will stay effective for ten years. Um, and that it's actually safer to keep it in than to remove it and to put it back. Mm. Um, other people say that it should not be in your body for more than five years because this increases risk of infection, um, of it dislodging, of it, um, moving, like Mm. migrating in your body, all these things. And 
I, again, I didn't really do any research. I just was like, oh, this is working and this feels fine for me and I don't want to be pregnant. So my doctor says, like, I go and get my checkups, which used to be yearly. And now in Canada, it's actually, I think, three years, which is crazy to me. Wow. I feel like that's like another reason why I'm like, what's going on with like our healthcare system? Because you should be getting checked yearly. Like, I mean, yeah, a lot can change even in a three, a year, let alone three years. Three years, (laughs) three years. So I was getting checked yearly and then every three years and they look at it, they make sure it's okay. And then my doctor was saying, okay, like if you're still not wanting to get pregnant, like it's better to leave this in, it's working for you. Um, And then what I was saying to court, okay, so I got cut off. Sorry guys, my internet. Um, I don't know. It must have cut out, but I, so I, I started getting UTIs basically. Yes. Yes. Like two years ago, two years ago. Yeah. And I, I didn't really think much of it. It, it always happened after sex, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or it happened kind of when Ian and I were having a lot, like multiple times a day. So I kind of was like, okay, this is just something that I need to be careful of. And I, I always go to the bathroom after and like, honestly, usually I shower like everything. So I kind of was like, there's really nothing else I can do to prevent this. I'm doing everything that I can. Um, And then they started to be more frequent and a lot more uncomfortable. And then actually this year from January until now, which is what, April? Yeah. I've had three. Yeah. Which is a lot for you. That's it's, it actually starts, it started to really scare me because then like, I started to think, what if I'm actually not having a UTI? The symptoms are showing up. What if I have like kidney issues? You know what I mean? Mm. Or I don't know. I started bladder cancer or something. I was getting really scared. And obviously I was talking to Courtney about it. And you said you, did you know, or did you just think you knew? So I have a close relative who was having issues with birth control. So she tried the IUD Mm -hmm. and it kind of took away some of like the psychological, like mental things, but Mm -hmm. she was experiencing a lot of UTIs, chronic, chronic all the time. So then I'm, so Mel, like Mel's like had these on and off for like two years and we were talking about your IUD and then I like just a little Google search, like Dr. Google is not the best, but I was like on some like credible like sites and it was saying like, if you, if you guys don't know, like you have a vaginal microbiome, like your gut microbiome, like your, your vagina has certain bacteria and all the things. Um, and it, there were some sites saying that like, if you leave in an IUD over a certain period of time, it can start to shift your like vaginal flora and bacteria and also like, uh, grow bacteria on the actual IUD. So I just sent it to Mel. I'm like, maybe this is something to look into. I also had someone close to me experience this, like, you know, and then she's like, oh my God, I'm booking an appointment to get it out. I literally (laughs) next week. (laughs) I emailed my doctor. I'm like, get this out. Like, I hate having UTIs. It's actually, it ruins my whole like, I don't know. I also really like having sex. And it it was making me 
not want to do it because I didn't want to get a UTI. Yeah. And like, yeah. I want to, uh, that's like a huge part of my happiness. And I was just like, I need my like, I need that back. I want to be, yeah. yeah, for sure. Sorry. <laughs> like, it's very important yes. no, to hey, me and my husband, for sure. So yes. I started to like research more and court was saying it's, it can affect the bacteria and it, it's, your microbiome is like so finely balanced. So if you don't have enough good bacteria to fight the bad bacteria, then infections can occur. Or there could be actually bacteria on the actual device that maybe when I do a round of antibiotics, which honestly you don't want to do very much because that usually wipes out good bacteria too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you do your antibiotics and then I would feel better and maybe it was getting rid of some of the bacteria, but not all of it. And then it would happen again. Mm-hmm. And all this, like, I just was like, I need to get um, this out. So I, yeah, I actually, I had emailed my doctor when I got my third one. And I was like, I need to come in. I need you to look at me. I need you to talk to me because this isn't normal. And she didn't have an appointment for like three weeks. So I had to wait three weeks. And in the meantime, in Canada, you can go to the pharmacy and the um, pharmacist can actually prescribe you antibiotics, which Ian was kind of like, I don't think you should take antibiotics again, but I actually couldn't bear the feeling. I waited about three days and I was so uncomfortable by the third day. I'm like, nope, this needs to be dealt with. It's also dangerous if you leave, I think, the infection without treating it. I think something can happen. I don't know if, yeah, UTI or like um, a yeast infection, like in the kidneys. Like Yeah, because it travels can, up. It, yes, yes, which and can that's, be dangerous. So like, that, yeah, smart you took them. Yeah, and I honestly, the first person I texted was you. And then yeah. you said to just get a probiotic to try to kind of replenish Yes. the the microbiome that probably mm-hmm. is all out of whack because of the antibiotics, yeah. the UTIs, the um, IUD. There's so many like yeah. three letter things. <laughs> I, I kept like confusing them. I was like, wait, I have an IUD UTI. Like I was getting so confused, but I was yes, just. Yes, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I emailed my doctor and the nurse can actually remove the IUD. So I was like, I need to get this out. And I actually got to see the nurse before that I got to see my doctor. So she, do, she just took That's it out. That's so wild. And you, I know. well, like granted, it's only been a week, right? Like yeah. just under, but you feel mm-hmm. fine. Like you're fine. Like nothing is like hurting and like, um, you're okay. Yeah, no, I feel totally fine. And I, uh, I was crampy like the day of. Yeah. And yeah. then my period came early. So it came like it was only two days early, but it it's apparently very common once you get it out for your period to like come immediately. Oh wow. Which like I was kind of at the end of my cycle anyways. Um, but no, I feel I feel totally normal and I just feel like a lot I don't know, I feel like safer now that it's yeah. out of my body, you know? Yeah. And okay, so this is kind of wild, you guys, like information about me, but like knock on wood here. I, I have never been on birth control. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of, I feel, I definitely messed up my hormones when I was younger in my late teens, early twenties, just from competing. Like I I didn't have a period for like 
five, six years. And that was just from like, obviously very low estrogen, extremely low body fat, pushing my body to extremes, competing, dieting, all the things. Well, so you I competed, period. you competed all year too, didn't you? Like you like weren't all year. And I, yeah, no. And like back then, like there wasn't like all this information on like proper rest, off season, taking time off, all the things. Mm-hmm. So like, I literally probably got like max, max 10 pounds over stage weight, which is still disgustingly small. (laughs) No, but girl, but here's, but, but I also had a moment in 2014 with like binge eating and all that. But so that, I guess that time I, I really got over, but it was always like, I was always on plan. I was always dieting. There was never a proper break. So I never got a period. I have a question. yeah, yeah. When you did that like binging in 2014 and gained weight, did your yeah. period come back? I think it came back for like a month. Like a month and it was like 2 days. Like irregular. And it was gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I know it, it was wild, but that was I mean, I was still like 21 years old. So I don't even know if it was like a real bleed, you know, like yeah. a real or like you know, cuz usually when you gain weight, like your body or put on, you know, healthy body fat and your body will regulate if you haven't had a period and it comes back. But Mm -hmm. I just always stayed so small, super unhealthy, didn't get a period. So I never like looked into like anything with birth control because I'm like, well, I don't need to. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't obviously. You're not ovulating. Yeah. Nope. Don't get a menstrual cycle. I don't bleed, haven't for years. Um, All the things. So when I stopped competing because of my health, this is like what you said, Mel, when you're like, I feel like you kind of, I do a lot of my own research now because of my previous health issues, like with my gut health and everything. And we can get into all that in like another episode. Yeah. But I kind of had to become my own best doctor slash your, health advocate. Your own advocate. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, educated like a doctor or anything like that. No. Time and place for sure. And like, we need doctors. We need all the things. Pharmacists. Mm-hmm nurses, everyone. So mm-hmm. grateful. But I was just going to all these doctors and they're like, well, just take this pill. And I'm like, well, why? And they they really couldn't like tell me why. It's just like, well, take this pill, take this pill. And I just felt like it was a, a Band-Aid effect for a deeper rooted issue. It's like when women go to like their OBGYN and they're like, hey, I have acne. It's like, oh, we'll just take birth control. Well, no, like, why are you having acne? Like, where's this? Is, is it? It's, it's a hormonal issue. There's mm-hmm. something going on. Or it's a gut issue. Like a lot mm-hmm. of acne stems from your gut health. So mm-hmm. it's like, we're just putting a Band-Aid on an issue. And then when you stop it, or it, it, it's just this whole cycle, right? So that's where I like did a lot of my own research. So when I stopped competing, I was like, okay, I'm not getting on birth control because I'm already dealing with all these fucking hormonal issues. My gut, my skin, my thyroid. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like alter things when like my my body's like trying to regulate and get balance itself. So I'm not going to go take a pill. Mm-hmm. So then I, and this was, I think I it was like 25. And even when I was like 25, 26, I was still, I wasn't as educated as I am now, but I started to learn a little bit about the cycle. And like what that looks like and when you can actually get pregnant and the different phases, excuse me, of your cycle, like your luteal, your follicular, your ovulatory, your menstrual. Like I didn't know we had four phases and what those look like. And like I've really got in tune with my body on like how I feel in in each phase of 
my cycle, which is wild. Like the week before my period, I can be, my mood can kind of shift a little. I'm more tired. I'm like craving more carbs or chocolate. Like, but that's because like my, I need my, my progesterone is starting to drop. So like, I actually, your body like craves like carbs because it needs more progesterone, which is like all these things. And like, I just started to really get into it and research it. So it, so I have, again, have not used birth control, but I am like on point with tracking my cycle and I know things can happen and like whatever. And Christopher and I also, I don't even want to say this, but it's like, whatever. Like this sounds like high school shit, but like, I don't ever let him do anything. Pull out method, baby. Yeah. And I know that's like, oh my God, like that you think that's going to work. There's pre-cum, all the things. Yes. I understand. I understand. But I mean, it's worked for me for the past like five years. So I'm not really stressing. And you can really get really deep with it. Like I told Mel, because she's like, Court, like, what, like, how, how do I do this? And I'm like, okay, so you got to like, I have a really good app. It's called My Flow or The Flow, In The Flow. And there's a book called In The Flow. And it's by, oh God, is it by Alyssa Vita, Vita. It's amazing. And it talks about the different phases of your cycle, but she also has an app. So I use that app and it is like spot on to the day of when I get my period, I track my symptoms in there. I track intercourse, all the things in this little app. And it's like really worked for me. And you can also even get like more advanced by like tracking your, um, body, like your, uh, your body temperature, like with a thermometer or like an aura ring or something when you're ovulating, especially when you get off the pill, like, or even like, I know yours was non-hormonal Mel, but like how you got your period right away. Like when you take something out like that or stop the pill, there's like, your body's going to have to adjust. And I know for a lot of people, like getting off the pill, it's like, it's easier to like stay on because they don't want to deal with like the hormonal symptoms that come when you get off. So there's a book and it's, um, it's by Dr. Jolene Brighton. It's called Beyond the Pill. And she is an OBGYN. She's a doctor I follow on Instagram. She talks a lot about like hormonal health and birth control and, you know, sex and all the things very geared towards women. And she has this book Beyond the Pill that I've I've never like, I've never read it because I've never taken the pill, but I know so many women talk about it and I follow her page and like a lot of she has great educational stuff for women like on the pill or getting off or like what that looks like. But if if you get off birth control, I just feel like you really kind of have to give it time and do your research, which a lot of people don't want to do. Like we like to like, you start experiencing symptoms and then like you go to your doctor and like, well, like, I don't know, you have acne again. Do you just want to get back on the pill? It's kind of like this never mm-hmm. ending cycle mm-hmm. where you got to let your, you have to let your body like regulate and like, just give it time. Like I honestly just feel like my body got super regulated only like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So it took like two solid years from like suppressing my hormones, crazy dieting, not getting a menstrual cycle to like feel normal with my weight, mm-hmm. with my skin, with my menstrual cycle, with my moods and like I, I I'm like very in tune with my body so I can tell like 
if I'm not moving as much or I'm, I'm having sh- more like sugary things, like my skin will maybe flare up or like I'll get a little like that week before my period, I feel it more. Like I'm mm-hmm. very in tune with my body. Like maybe I'm more emotional or I cry at certain things, but I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a pretty good place now where I have it very steady and it's very like manageable and balanced, but it took well, some you, time to get, you to know, that. you, you know what to expect now. So yes. like yes. if you're having a period where you're have a few days where you feel depressed or you're very emotional or you are needy or something like that, instead of like beating yourself up and being like, why do I feel like this? Like what? I mean, a lot of women do. I mean, people yeah. in general do to themselves. You're just like, it's okay. Like I know what point I'm at in my cycle and where my hormones are and that's why I'm here. Yeah, totally. And it's so funny. I'll like what you just said. Like I'll, if I feel myself like getting like a little bit more emotional or I'm like extra bloated and I'm like, oh God, like what's kind of like happening? I, I literally, it's like clockwork. I'm like, oh yeah, look at my app. And I'm like, oh, three days until I bleed. I'm like, oh, that's why. So it's just like really getting in tune with your body, you guys. Like, like uh, a lot, all of my own healing and gut health, you know, fixing a lot of my gut health issues and my hormonal issues and my skin has come from my own research and my mm-hmm. own due, due diligence of like sticking it through and really like taking the time to understand my body and giving myself grace and love because sometimes it's frustrating when you're dealing with something. And I'm not saying you can't like you know, go to a doctor or a functional medicine doctor. Like I've worked with great people that have helped me during certain times to really like regulate things, or I've taken like thyroid medication because of my energy before, but now I'm like, I'm not on anything. I feel good. My weight's steady. I feel balanced energy. My, my menstrual cycle's good, but it's, it's taken some time to get there. So just give yourself like, give yourself time and do your research because a lot, you can find a lot of these answers just through really really like getting in tune with yourself and like, like learning, honestly, learning, being your own advocate. I'm going to put the links for the the books that court said, um, in the description on YouTube. So if you want those go there, but, um, also like, you know, you're looking at, like you sent me, um, a peer reviewed scientific article. You are reading books that are written by doctors like OBGYNs with MDs like we're not we're not going to like Courtney's not going to like your favorite influencer and like taking medical advice from them so um obviously be be aware of that too um it's funny when you're talking about like how long it took your body to like kind of regulate yeah I kind of have always been I guess a little cocky about like me and like competing and how like I always just like my period comes right back and then everything's fine and all this, you know what I mean? My digestion's always fine. And I was actually talking to, I went to dinner with Leah on uh, Friday. She's probably listening. So I want to say hi. I love you. Um, But hi, Leah. We were, 
she was talking about one of her girlfriends and how she's gained 10 pounds and it's like affecting her. And I was like, shit, tell her to come hang out with me. Like I gained 50. Like I, like I go up and down like crazy and I'm like, I'm okay. You know what I mean? And she kind of, yeah, yeah. She looked at me. She's like, honestly, I was, I've never met or seen someone that fluctuates so much in their weight and so frequently. And I kind of was thinking about it when I got home and I'm like, oh, it's it's one thing for me to think that I have like this like easy way to my hormones rebalance and all these things. But like, I don't actually know that for sure. It's not the only marker of things rebalancing. It's not just like that you get your your period back that you bleed once a month. Yeah, And yeah. I do struggle a lot with my weight and things like that. And mood and like all these things. And Mm. for sure, it's because the last, I don't know, eight years of my life have been, I've been putting my body through hell realistically. It's been kind of, I've been basically giving my, my like system whiplash from like one second you're like eating and then one second you're not one second you're, you're training. I'm not, I was not a natural athlete. So you're taking PEDs, you're affecting your natural levels, you're shutting down your estrogen. And then it's just, it's so wild what I did without like even thinking about it, you know? Yeah. And I know in like episode two, we talked about you walking away from the sport. Mm -hmm. Like it's not aligned with you anymore. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like it's something you want to do. If you haven't listened to episode two, go watch. It's a juicy one. But do you also feel another factor was, which I know we touched on, like you wanting to be a mom and like, what is this doing to my body? Like what I have altered and shifted and gone back and forth and back and forth for like almost a decade of my life. Yeah. And now you're in your early thirties and you're thinking about motherhood and you're like, meh it's not worth it? Like, was that a big reason too? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It gets, you kind of, the older you get, for me at least, the older I've gotten, I don't want to speak for everybody, the older I've gotten, I'm kind of more aware that you don't always get everything that you want. And just Mm -hmm. because I want to be a mom doesn't mean that I get to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's kind of affecting the decisions that I'm making now because yeah. I, I'm i not entitled to that just because I want it. So I feel like it's my responsibility to make my environment and my body the best place possible for me to get what I want. That's all I can control. So that was a huge oh, factor that. in my decision. Yeah. Um, listen, I also do want to say I listened to um, a podcast by – John Jewett on Fuad's channel. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. He just posted it and I think it's called female hormonal competing or something like that. But he is extremely, extremely knowledgeable about stuff like this in terms of PED usage and the way that he breaks it down and talks about it. It's everybody's different. People are at different stages in their lives. They, you know, um, have different values in terms of like what femininity means to you, whether it's being fertile or, or having a a feminine voice or having a certain, you know, face structure, all these things are something that 
need to be discussed with your coach when you're getting into competing in bodybuilding. And I would encourage any girl listening to this that is thinking about competing or is or that is competing to go listen to that podcast because it's just so I wish it was around when I started. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's informative about the kind of drugs, what they do to your body, getting blood work and making sure like using information to actually make decisions instead of being blind. It's just yeah. like so different now. Yeah. When I first yeah. started, it was not like that. Um they had no information on on a lot of things. Like yeah. Like on a lot like like the like Instagram and stuff, like not saying you should listen to every influencer. Like even me and Mel, like oh, go talk to your doctor. Talk to people that you trust. Like we're sharing our personal journeys and experiences with this. But like another thing like you mentioned, Mel, is like, hey, like I want to be a mom, but that doesn't mean I get to be a mom. It's like we sometimes take certain things with our health for granted. Yeah. Like when I was like competing for years and always like shredded and lean and like could just you know, have my cheat meals and just get right back on plan and like never really have to worry about my hormones all that much or like, yeah. like really, or my gut health or my skin. I was just, I was just good. I was coasting. And then it's like, boom, when all this like shit hit me, it's like, wow, now that's when I'm, I'm like, oh my God, like I, I, I'm looking into gut health. I'm looking into like skin. I'm looking into how to like balance this back and, you know, You're- all these things, but it's, you're in reaction mode now, right? Yeah. Like now you're in yeah, reaction but- mode. Whereas now you as a woman, you think more in prevention mode. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yes, exactly. And like I I just feel like we take a lot of things for granted, whether that's like things with our health or like even just having like it's something small or good skin or like, a, you know, good digestion or can Care. be fertile. Like we just think, oh, well, it's not going to happen to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's that's that's not going to happen to me. So if you're Mm -hmm. someone who's listening to this, who has like maybe a, I don't want to say bad relationship with food, but maybe not the best relationship with food or who's competing or who has certain health issues, like, or I'm saying who doesn't have any of these. Like if if you don't have these and you just think, oh, well, it's never going to happen. I'm not saying it is, but it's like, it's good to like learn about these kinds of things and, and get in tune with your body and learn about your body and how you can, like you said, work from this preventative place of just, just helping it, loving on it and and not thinking you're invincible and like, Oh, nothing's going to happen to me. No, that won't happen to me. Cause like, I never thought that would happen to me at like 24 with all don't, the health things I went through. Don't you also find that the more in tune you are with your body and the better you treat it, the more um, healthy your relationship with yourself feels. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. To to me, like I can look the exact same, you guys, I can be the same weights, the same body fat. And if I am not treating myself well, I will look in the mirror and I will think I look disgusting. If I'm treating myself well and I'm healthy and I feel good, I will look at myself in the mirror and I will say, wow, you're fucking hot. And the difference is how I'm treating myself it changes the perspective of what I see in the mirror. It's completely mm. crazy. And I know it for a fact because I have a, a husband that tells me all the time, like, you look the same, like, you're beautiful. I love you. But if I'm, if I had a bad day and I treated myself like shit, or I have a really bad, um, you were talking about relationship with food. I don't have a healthy relationship with food. I'm 
currently trying to heal it. I've been Mm. on a restrict and then a binge and a restrict and binge cycle of some sort for the last probably eight years of my life. And if I, if I go too crazy one day, I will wake up the next day and my reality, I see what I see is different than what I saw the morning before. And it's not different, but because I treated myself so shittily and I'm so mad at myself, I'm like, I see it. Mm, That's is such a valid fucking point. It's huge. It's every day how you treat, like treat yourself. And this also, thank you for sharing that, Mel. I just want to say, because I know that's something that's. There's a lot of shame around stuff like that, for sure. There's a massive amount of shame, especially for me, at least the older that I get, it's harder for me to even say it because I'm like, you're still dealing with this. You know what I mean? Like you're still, you're 32 years old. Your life is so, I love my life so much. Like I'm so happy and you're still like, it's, it's a bit shameful, but the more that I acknowledge that it's exists and the more that I talk about it, the easier it feels to like move on from it almost as weird as that yeah, is. Like the less power it has, like you're just kind of like bringing it to light and it's not this like hidden thing that you're like so shameful that it's in the corner and you're like, oh my God, it can never, you know, you're, you're, you're very open, you know, and I know it's this, it still feels a bit shameful and like, oh God, like when is this going to stop? But mm-hmm. I think just bringing it to light, it, it, it loses less of its power, power on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate you sharing that. But I just, I wanted to share this too, like how Mel was saying how she like, you, she could look the exact same, but it's like how she's treating herself. Like what, how, you know, how, what she's putting in her body, how she's, she's doing her daily, you know, whatever it is that makes her feel good movements that uh, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think, and I I know you're going to agree with this. This goes hand in hand with how we speak to ourselves and how mm-hmm. we talk to ourselves. And I have like the most perfect example of this. And it literally was last night. I swear to God, we always have these things. And it was like, it like happens. And then I'm like, oh my God, we, got, we have to talk about this. I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but this is huge. So last night, it's like four. I had a shitty night's sleep the night before. I'm, I don't want to work out, but I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not going to work out today because I'm flying. I'm like, let's just get your ass in there just go train. But I had this really like nasty feel about going to work out. I just didn't want to. I was tired. I'm like, fuck, I didn't sleep well. Didn't want to do it. Christopher was also training and uh, he was training legs and I was training legs. And he's like, come on. Like, and we don't train together. You guys like Melissa and Ian are like, like they're all over each other, like training. She's helping him. He's helping her. Me and Chris are like, get away from me. We're on opposite side of the gyms. Don't tell me what to do. No. Like it's just, no, we don't do it. Um, but yesterday he could tell I felt like kind of like, like my energy was down. And he's like, come on, like come. Oh, he, he was doing hack squat. I, he's like, come over on the leg press. I'll help you with like your some tempo, like movement, going slow, controlling the weight. And we'll, I, I'll kind of like help train you. I, I love like, oh, him God. so much. He's so <laughs> <I know>. cute. <laughs> I am like, him. okay, fine. Like, I'll do it. And I just, I was, I was in like a meh mood. Like, and just yeah. like my attitude, like right from when I walked in the gym. Yeah. And um, I'm doing the, I'm, I'm pushing myself. Like, I didn't want to like go in and lift heavy. And this is so funny too, because it also goes back to when you were telling, like when we, 
we were talking on the last podcast of you being like, what's your goal right now? I'm like, I don't know. And like, I kind of wanted to call, I kind of wanted to call you out, but I, you didn't, you didn't feel like you wanted me to. Like, I don't think you were, you, you wanted me to, you were kind of just like a bit resistant. And I was like, oh, she'll get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, but no, I, I can appreciate hearing it now. Like I can, like, I don't mind being called out on shit. I just, I guess I was like really unclear with like what my goal was. So I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. So he's putting on like more weight on the leg press and I like don't want to do it. It's like heavy and I'm just like, oh God, okay, whatever. But I'm doing it and I'm just like, I'm getting through, but I'm like getting kind of like frustrated, even though I'm like pushing through, controlling, like I'm, 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 I'm doing it. Okay. You guys, I have to say something about Courtney. I don't even know how she has any muscle on her and she has a lot. She really does because this girl, she doesn't like it to be hard. And like the main thing for building muscle is that it has to be fucking mm-hmm. hard and she'll be in the gym. And if it's hard, she, she gets mad at herself. She moves the weight pretty yeah. easily, yeah. but then she's mad at herself. She's like, Oh, that was so hard. And I, every time I train with her, I probably say it's supposed to be hard a yes. hundred times. <laughs> and like, the thing, it's not that I don't like pushing the weight. I feel like before no, I you do feel it, like a failure. I feel, yes, I feel like I can't do it. Like he put on all these like plates on the leg press, like four aside. And I'm like, this is really heavy for me. I usually don't do this. I, I'm like, I stick it at my two, my salad two. But I'm like, okay, you know, to change, you have to challenge yourself, all the things. I, these are things I know. And like you just said, Mel, there's been so many times where we train together and you're like, it's supposed to be hard. I can't remember. Like you've, you've said that so many times to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll do it, but I like get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why or where this is coming from. Like I don't. So I'm not going to pretend I have all the answers right now. But anyways, we move on to the squats. I'm doing the squats. He's like, all right. Like, there was a plate on. He's like, let's take off the 25 and now add another plate. So I have two plates. And this is on the little like pendulum. I'm not free. I'm not like back squatting. This is on like a the – what is it called? Like the – pendulum it's, it's called the pendulum yeah. but it's yeah. it's it it's probably the closest machine that mimics an actual squat motion like free squat motion don't you think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I would say for sure i'm dropping straight down whatever yeah so go heavy take off the weight i'm like All right, i'm dropping the weight back down like i'm I, I i felt like i was losing a little bit of like control and he's like okay that's fine he's like but you're doing good you're doing great like you're 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 your tempo's awesome, whatever, whatever. And um, I I got out of the the last rep and I I like was like kind of by the machine. I was like, I feel like I'm gonna cry right now. He's <laughs> like, Greg, you guys, I'm not a before my period. I'm not just emotionally like I I felt like this urge to cry. I'm like, I don't know why I feel like crying. Like I I it just was like, it was this like weird feeling and then Christopher goes he's like well don't you think a lot of your like negative self-talk and your energy before you even come in here is so low that it just like it just creates this vibe for the workout that is also low like he he's like you're not like fucking up or doing anything wrong or like you're you're strong, like you're you're pushing through the weight. You're you're doing like you're you're taking direction right now. But how I talk to myself is sometimes so nasty and I and so hard on myself that it just it kind of just 
it it just makes the environment not like with with Christopher, but like my training session. I could have went in with like, hey, I get to like move this weight and I get to like push myself and try really hard. I have an awesome partner giving me help and but I was so like I was beating myself up through it. Like, oh that that was fucking shitty. I only got eight or blah 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 blah. My form sucked on the last one. It was just so negative that it made my workout feel negative. It made me emotional. It made it, it I and I was doing good. I don't know if that even makes sense. Does that make sense, Mel? Kind of like, well what there's the something the energy I was giving myself was just really low. There's something like, about you that I feel like you only feel worthy when like everything is perfect. You know what I mean? And I do think that translates a lot into your training. So like, I honestly feel like a very powerful thing for you physically and emotionally and mentally is that if you actually start to train until failure and you start to do like a progressive overload where you're like, maybe you do only get six reps, but your weight was heavier than the last week. And like, you need to start to be okay with that because like, honestly, that's what weight training is really all about. But you have a really, really hard time not, not just like succeeding at something, but like nailing it perfectly. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. So like even for you to like go to the gym, okay, you really don't want to go to the gym, but you're going to go anyways. You're almost already like beating yourself up because you know you're not going to have a good workout because you don't really want to be there. Whereas like a non-perfectionist might be like, okay, for me example, I'd be like, okay, like I wasn't as strong probably because I am a bit tired and I'm not really in that good a mood, but I'm actually proud of myself for going when I didn't want to. Yeah. Whereas you don't really have that like grace with yourself ever. No, it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to like say an all or nothing, but like if I go into the gym, like I, I expect to have like a phenomenal workout, be very, uh, like it's, it's, it's intense. I'm strong. And if I'm not, or I'm feeling tired or whatever, I'm just kind of like, ugh. I, I take it like, ugh. I'm just, you know, I, I, I didn't show it's up nothing. how I wanted. It's and worthless. Yeah, I just take it as exactly. And it's so funny because I preach like, you know, you got to start. The hardest part is starting and like showing up even on the bad days. And, but I, it was a bit, it was a big moment for me last night because I'm like, wow, like you're right. I do. I do at times talk to myself pretty, pretty hard on myself, like, and just having him kind of like call me out and being like, hey, like, look at the energy you already brought in before you even started. Then look at you starting like you're doing it, but you're still like, it's not good enough. Oh, God, it's like, it could be better or and I'm like, you're right. You're right. So this plays into everything in life from, you know, the how you treat yourself on a like a physical standpoint with like nutrition and movement and making you know good choices and surrounding yourself with people that bring you up and not bring you down but this also goes hand in hand with like how you speak to yourself because you can do all that right but if you're like if you not even just not love yourself if you don't have a good attitude towards the things you're doing or have acceptance for like Hey, I could, like you said, Mel, like I could look the same as I like did the day before as I do now, but like, 
how I'm the the foods I'm putting in my body or or whatever. If, if you don't have some like lo- like level of acceptance and and grace and, and and truly love, it doesn't really matter. No, it you. doesn't. You know, you also aren't going to see things accurately. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like you're always going to be grasping at at things that might not even be what you need or what's yeah. right because you're not even really seeing yourself fully. And like I've I've just started to kind of look at myself as who I really am and accept all parts of myself. And before it was very um like there was always something to be fixed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Maybe there is something that I'm working on, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. And when when I was always trying to fix something, there was like, I would like, it's like the Band-Aid thing with the doctors we were talking about. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to prep and that's going to fix my um, binge eating and my like body image issues or even something as simple as like, well, my stomach's hurting, so I'm going to stop eating dairy because that's what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like more in tune with myself, I'm like, well, no, my stomach's hurting because I like overate and I like eating dairy and it doesn't hurt me so I can eat cheese. It's not like this yes. unhealthy thing that because no one, you know what I mean? Like you yes. don't you start to like just copy other people's things that they're doing, thinking that it's going to like help you, but you're not even really aware of what's actually going on with you. And like, so good. I feel like if you actually start to become aware and like for some people, it's how you speak to yourself and that's going to affect how you show up at the gym or how you show Mm -hmm. up for your partner or because you're like, Courtney's never going to be the type of person that is, um, like mean, but you can tell that when you get like in your head about yourself or you're mean to yourself, you're almost like more distant from everybody. Yeah. My energy is like, it's not, yeah. gonna, I'm never going to be mean, but yeah, it's going to be like more low key when I'm not really like a low key energy type of gal. No, yeah. when Courtney's in her natural healthy state, she's very like bubbly, extroverted, happy, um, affectionate, like all these things. And I think it's really important for everyone to become aware of that. You know what I mean? Even Ian the other day, he was like, my natural state is like a very extroverted person. Like, when I'm good, I want to go out. I want to see people. I want to laugh. I want to do all these things. So when that's now not what he's asking for and he's kind of isolating, well, now he can dig because he knows something is wrong. Yes. And you, you have to be like so aware of like, yeah, the physical, but also the mental and like, I don't know, it's just so important and it's, you need to be able to accept so you can see, so you can learn and so you can kind of be. And the more that you do that, I feel like you just like do love yourself. Cause like, we're not like, we are ourselves. I feel like we're like in our natural state. We're like, we're supposed to think that we're the best, like, cause that's what we are. You know what I mean? I'm not supposed to yearn for somebody else or want to look like someone else or want to live like someone else. Like, no, like I was born here and this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. No, that's good. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
living for yourself and uh, just understanding that like you are already whole and you are already enough mm -hmm. and there's nothing that, that, you know, you can be aware of things to like, yes, like you said, grow and learn and shift and hey, I, this is a habit I don't want to necessarily have anymore or whatever, but but really like knowing that you are whole just as you are and and you don't need to be and act or do or see things like anyone else. You just have to sh just be the best version for you. No one mm -hmm. else but you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's good. I can't believe we started talking about like birth control and UTIs and now we're here. <laughs> I know. It's good though, <laughs> but it's it's a full circle thing. It's just like... I don't know. We just got, yeah, we, we all just need to like really take a step back and just be kind and show up to just for us being the best versions of us. Like, and if birth control works for you, Hey girl, we are not shaming birth control. You could take your birth control and, but just about being aware of certain mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. you know, physical, mental, all of, all the things. I really don't know moving forward though, how I'm not going to get pregnant. You have to be like, this is why I asked, like, I'm like, are, when you told me about, you got it taken out, I'm like, well, did they say, like, are you going to have a normal cycle? Like, uh, you know, you bled well, right away. Is that, does that, is that considered no, she, a real period? She took it out and she said, so like, you're fertile. She was like, just so you know, this is out. So like, if you have sex, you're fertile, you potentially will get pregnant. She's, that's what she said. She also yeah. said things may be irregular for a while, but no, now I'm like in a position where I'm like, oh my God, like, like I'm you not going to use a cautious. I'm not going to use a condom with my husband. Like that's weird to me. I don't well, know. Just make sure like nothing happens inside of you. I know if everyone's going to attack me, I know things can happen before. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I do know I'm not irresponsible, but yeah, just. And you know what, Mel? If it happens, it happens. You're not trying to make it happen, but like it's, yeah. It's also it's also okay if it does, yeah. yeah. Um, I also wanted to ask, what's that book that you were reading about fasting for your cycle? Oh, is that what it's yes. called? Yes, this is another doctor, you guys. Her, mm -hmm. her name is Doctor Mindy Pels. We'll put these three books below. Mm -hmm. um, In the flow, beyond the pill, and this last one is Fast Like a Girl, mm -hmm. and it talks about. And I know there's a lot of like misinformation, like a lot of the fasting research is done on men. It's done on men and men have like the same hormonal 24 hour clock, mm -hmm. you know, from like puberty until the day they die. Yeah. Like it's, they have certain peaks of testosterone, it falls and it's like that every single day. Women, we have these four different phases. So there's, there's different ways to, as this doctor explains, there's different ways to eat and when you should not fast, and then there's different ways to fast to optimize certain hormones depending on where you're at in your cycle. And it's like, it's it's an amazing, I just listened to it on audio, audio uh, book or whatever. Super easy listen. It's, it's explained in a way that's like digestible. We, you know, not in like crazy doctor lingo where you can't understand, um, and it breaks it down. Like that's where I learned like, oh, 
there's a reason your body is craving more rest and like carbohydrates the week before. And that goes back to like progesterone, like I said earlier. And that's something this doctor like talks about and like taught me. That's like, it's, there's, there's, your body gives signals and clues. And it's just about like tapping into those and not like shaming yourself for those. Or if you, you know, need to take more rest because it's the week before your cycle and you're like energy is dipped and not, not necessarily like being like, no, what the F's wrong with you? Like push through, go do a hard workout. Like your body's asking like, Hey, like things are dipping. My hormones are, you know, going down. Like I need to just chill. So she talks about, you know, eating in certain phases, fasting, not like day fasting. She does talk about those too. Um, like on the rare occasion, but intermittent fasting, depending on where you're at. So it's a great, great lesson. I'm curious. I'm curious. What does she, what does she recommend or what does she do? I don't know for when she's like actually bleeding. So she's in her fifties. So she does not bleed anymore. Um, and she, and she also, if you're listening to this and you're perimenopause, which is right before menopause, you're in menopause or what, whatever, she kind of also explains that. Um, but it's really tailored to women who are still, who still bleed and still have a menstrual cycle. So when, when you bleed, she says that is actually when you can tap into a little bit of fasting. It's like, I knew it. I fucking knew it because I have zero appetite. I have zero appetite. I Mm -hmm. always, I'm usually like fasting for almost 20 hours when I'm bleeding. Honestly, she's, she's, talks about like 17 hour fast. Yeah. Like overnight, you guys, like while you're sleeping, so say you sleep for eight hours, I don't know, nine, and then the rest is like, then you eat the next day at like 12, one. It all depends on like when you stop eating, when you sleep, when you wake. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, if you're starving, listen to your body eat mm-hmm. then, you know, like 1000%. Yeah. You yeah. don't need to just like fit a mold because it's what I'm saying or a doctor saying or no. whatever. Um, but she does talk a lot about fasting in when you're bleeding because it's your body kind of cleaning things up, like yeah, hormonally, like you're you're in this little cleanup. Like yeah, I always naturally eat a lot more the week before. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, I'm snacking way more just because I want to, and then usually when I have my actual period, I like I eat like a bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like really, it's, it's extremely fascinating. And I feel like very, um, fit. Like when I work out. When you you bleed. Yeah. 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 It's the week before where I'm honestly like, Oh, dead person. Yeah. I'm really tired. I'm like, I'm kind of bloated a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and then like ovulation, she talks about like, that is when you want to feast when you're ovulating, that is when you're strong. That is when all your sex hormones, your progesterone, your uh, estrogen, your testosterone are like on the rise. Like they're right there. That's like fertile time. Like mm-hmm. you want to like make hump like a little buddy, <laughs> <laughs> make babies and eat all the food and go work out really hard or go do a crazy hit workout. Like that is the time during ovulation. Um, but yeah, it's like a great Super easy listen, you guys. Highly recommend. And I think she has like a paperback too. Um, but I just listened on Audible. But it was it was good. It was really interesting. I took like a bunch of notes. Maybe I'll share them. Well, I don't need to share them now, but I'll share them with you. Yeah, you need have to like tell a full, me. Like a full note. Like I was taking notes like during 
Yeah, well, you guys comment if you're interested in like going over that because we can, I mean, we can also do an episode about fasting because it, listen, it's controversial and I don't, I don't want to like tell anyone what to do. (laughs) Who, who did an interview the other day? I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow. She did an interview about, and then she got fucking ripped apart. She got slammed. Yeah, she got slammed. Yeah. And it was kind of taken out of context. Like I know her doctor, her doctor is Dr. Will Cole. Like I've DM'd with him multiple times. Like I've reached out to him uh, with certain things for Christopher's autoimmune. Yeah. Um, He's great. Like follow each other on Instagram. Super nice guy. And I listened to that and he's like, look, it was taken like very out of context. Like it was like she gave a day of eating and it was like maybe like a 500 calorie day of eating. But He's like, she doesn't do that all the time. And like, she got ripped apart though. I did feel bad. I know. So listen, like, I don't know. Don't like Disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, you guys like. If we're putting ourselves out there and talking about what we like to do or what we've researched and what we find works best for us, that is not in any means. First of all, we're putting that out there to share with you guys because we love you and we think that maybe you guys give a shit. And second of all, it's, we don't, we don't want to be ripped apart for, for doing that. So, so if we do an episode about fasting, it's, uh, we'll just talk about, well, we can talk about that book and we can talk about our experience fasting. And it's also like, I think such a big thing about like full day of eating things is that, you need to be aware that like most people don't eat the same thing every day. So like if one day Gwyneth Paltrow ate 500 calories, she probably the next day was ravenous and probably ate close to 2,500. And for me, my days look very different. I would say my weeks are probably very consistent, especially when I'm like, you know, feeling good and, and in a good place with my eating. Um, but my days are very different depending mm-hmm. on my appetite, my cycle, yeah. my activity, what if I was busy that day, like my sleep, like a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's like really important with these like full day of eating things that are like so trendy now on social media that like so trendy. It's not uh people don't eat the same thing every day. No, the same amounts every day. 100%. And like listen, I I follow a lot of different people like I follow some girls who are like, you should never fast. Mm-hmm. It is awful. It will destroy your adrenal glands. It's so bad. It fucks up your blood sugar. Awful, 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 awful. Yeah, there's – I mean, sure. If that works for them, like to never do that and they need to wake up right, you know, and eat a huge breakfast right when mm-hmm. they wake up and that works, great. Do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm nothing against it. I would never be like, well, you know, the benefits of fasting, like I would never try no. to – you know, get in the way of how if some if someone feels a certain way with doing something and it works for them, then great, do it. So this is not Mel and I trying to tell you what to do. We are literally just sharing personal things that work for us and what we like and what we love to maybe give you like some different insight. I think a big thing with like growth is being able to take different information and digest it and implement and see if it works for you or Mm -hmm. don't implement. And if you don't agree with it, you know, Mm -hmm. oh no, I never want to do that. Okay, great. Don't like, Mm -hmm. I never want to wake up 
at 7.30 and eat eat a huge breakfast. I am mm-hmm. not hungry. I mm-hmm. do not care to eat a breakfast that early. I'm, I don't. I like to have my little drink, go on a walk, come back, maybe train sometimes, and then I'll eat. Like, mm-hmm. it depends. It, mm-hmm. it just depends. So even certain influencers, and I've posted full days of eating before, like there's been full days of eating where I – I look back to where I was eating a lot of certain foods like oatmeal and tons of fruit. I'm not really eating a lot of that right now. Like, well, it just, let's, it just depends. let's be honest. A lot of people, when they do their full day of eating too, it's- Post way too much. Well, they're going to- I'm not trying to call anybody out on this, but I they might not be very accurate they also might have picked a perfect day. They're now yeah. very aware that they're posting today. So everything's going to be healthy. Everything's going to be aesthetic. They're probably too scared to post if they eat sub a thousand calories, which yeah. some people do. And yeah. because we're scared of being attacked on the internet. So just just be aware. And I really vibe with what you said about di- taking in information, digesting it, and then choosing what you're going to use and choosing yeah. what you're not. And it's also really just fascinating to to learn about different things. That doesn't mean you oh have my. to do them, but it's like, no. it's interesting, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's huge for me. Like I listen to so many different people, you know, scientists, regular influencers, mm-hmm. like doctors. Mm-hmm. A lot of people believe a lot of different things. You know, there you, you have doctors, highly educated people. One believes keto, one believes fasting, yep. one believes... Vegan, you know, uh, vegan, yeah, exactly. One believes Mediterranean, meat, carnivore, meat, mm-hmm. car. Exactly. There are so many different things out there, you guys. Like mm-hmm. this is where this comes back. This is like a full circle thing. This comes back to listening to your body, figuring out what works for you. Whether that's like, hey, I'm getting a lot of UTIs. Maybe something's going on here. Like, get in tune with it. This doesn't feel right. Let's take it out and adjust. Like, let's try this way of eating. Let's try this way of training adjust, pivot. There's nothing wrong with changing your mind either. Or if you did something before and it doesn't work now to to shift, like that's a beautiful thing in life. So yeah, get in tune with yourself, you guys listen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I love power for sure. Okay. That's a good, that's a good place to stop. I love, I love that. And I I love you. I feel like you're so, you have like, you have so much like to give and to share and information and people have no idea. This is just the beginning. Um, oh, I love okay, Courtney. you, Mel. Like how many deep combos we've had outside of like the podcast? You know? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I we'll like getting sharing. I like getting deep. Sometimes I feel like Ian gets so annoyed. He's like, can we just like be goofy for a little bit? Like why? Are, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> we can. Um, okay. So you're going away for 10 days. Yeah, I'm going away. But I think I'm, I'll be back like the day we post this podcast. Okay. I'm honestly contemplating doing one episode with Ian while you're away so we don't like lose the bank. Do it. That can be the next one. Yeah, right? You're, oh my God. Yes, Mel, do it. Okay, yeah. perfect. So 100%. the next time the next time you see me, it will be here with Ian and then you'll have to wait um, – another week to see court, but then she can tell us all about her trip and all about her experience yes, in guys. these, in these new places. So I'm excited. You should see the shit I'm packing. Supplements or like, you know, in case something happens, get like some diarrhea. <laughs> gotta, 
<laughs> You're gonna have to. I'll come back and share it with you guys. I'll share my, I'll share my full experience. Yeah, she's gonna talk about her worms. Yeah. <laughs> her oh yeah, we have to talk about the parasites. Yes. You guys, I've done like parasite cleanse. This is shit I don't share on Instagram. And like, I have pictures of the worms. Like, we're gonna go there. We yes. can't post the picture. We're gonna get taken away. down. Yeah, no, no, you don't want to see that either. That's like pretty no. fucked up. Excuse my language, but like we don't know. <laughs> oh, we love when Courtney drops an f bomb. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm sure you guys are now too. And safe travels. Thanks, babe. Yeah, one, two, three. I have like three hours to like throw stuff in a bag and giddy up. Okay. I also have self tanner on. I need to go like shower off. I'm yeah, disgusting. you go and so. just like. Time managed okay. a little bit, you know? You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got it. All right. So next time you guys see me, I'll be coming back. Then you'll see Mel and Ian, and then we'll get back into it. Yeah. So we can talk about topics, you guys. Or leave us yeah. a review if you like the pod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> These are all the things we need to say. I know. Subscribe, five stars, all the things. Only we'll you guys f- like us. Which We'll I figure mean, it out one like day. You, it's not so it, Yeah, it's not a big deal. Okay, well, I love you. We all love you. Tell Christopher I love him. Travel safe, and we will see you when you're back. Well.